0: Hey, it's Todd Duncan. Welcome to High Trust Today, the podcast. I'm on a quest to help people win in business and in life. To do that, I know they must trust themselves, their relationships, their business, and they most certainly must trust their future. When you do that, you set in motion a universe of possibilities, and that journey begins right now. I wanna share something with you that I think is, is really, really important. I think that we hide behind a lot of things. I think that as human beings, we always try to put our best foot forward when deep inside there might be something we'd like to share, something we'd like to discuss, something that might be a breakthrough for us, something that might be super critical. And you can't get to this place I want you to get to unless you understand that it is you and the truth. That is it. That the key to life is you and the truth. The truth will set you free. What you see is what you get. And what I want you to realize is that you all have instinct in you. You all have power to be, I have it, you have it, to be different than you are. You have this opportunity to change your entire world tonight with that with what you see. And I wanna set this up. I'm gonna show you a a video clip right now. And I wanna set up the challenge that we have before us. So, what is that about? What is that about? Thank you, buddy. What is that about? That is about nature. That is about cycle. That is about what has to happen, okay? And it doesn't matter whether it's a lizard and a bug or a lion and a water buffalo. Lions wake up. Lions hunt. Lions eat. Lions rest. Lions hunt again. And they eat. And they rest. And they wake up. They don't have to go to a motivational seminar to get up, to go hunting, they don't need coaching and accountability, they don't need an animal trainer saying, don't you think you should get out there and get some food? They wake up and they have what? Instinct. And the instinct is what causes them to survive. They're not being bad, they are being what? Lions. That's it. Now you take that same lion and you put that lion in a cage. And what happens to the lion is it waits. Its reality is predicated on somebody else, something else. They'll get fed. They won't have to worry about anything. They can't go anywhere. All they do is what? Lay around. Does their instinct go away? No, it's still there. You take a lion that's been in a cage and you take that lion back out into the wild and you reintroduce it to the wild. What comes back? The killer instinct, right? And the question that I have about this montage is, where are you? Now you look at that and you just go, okay, that lion can't get me. I can't get it. It doesn't need to go hunting. It doesn't need to do any of that. What does that lion do? Just lays there. So how is it for you if you need to sell and you don't and you just lay there? How is it if you need to make a change and you don't because you're locked in the grip of whatever is your cage? I'm coaching people every single day. And they're in a cage. Everybody in this room, myself included, Deb and my boys, we are in a cage. And in various varying different degrees. We are in a cage. And if you really think about it, What gets done in here? Nothing. How do we get into a cage in the first place? We get into a cage with limited thinking. We get into a cage with beliefs that are doubtful. We get into a cage with BS rules and overthinking We fear things that haven't happened. We don't try things because we talk ourselves out of them. We are in a cage waiting to break free, waiting to go get what is out there for us. I was in a cage when I was fat. I was afraid to do what I had to do. I remember being a salesperson. I didn't have confidence. I was in a cage. I couldn't get out. My boss says, go sell. I can't. I'm in a cage. And we self-induce these cages all of the time in our life. We're not prepared to risk, we're not prepared to follow through, we're not prepared to take the hard road. And there's three things that have to happen for you to get out of the cage. You have to have awareness, that's number one. You have to have acceptance, that's number two. And then not surprising that to get out of the cage, You have to take action. You have to do something that gets you out of here. Otherwise, you are stuck. And I want you to think about this. I want you to think about looking in the mirror and seeing, is there this cage around you? Is there something, if you really got super honest with yourself as you look into the mirror, is there something holding you back? If the door was open, and there was nothing holding you back where would you go what would you do and how fast would you get there and I want you to pay attention to this metaphor I don't know what your cage is I know I got my own issues that I'm working through my boys have their issues they were in a cage They're in a numbing cage. Some of you are in a sales cage. Some of you are in a leadership cage. Some of you are in a fear of failure cage. Some of you have doubts. Some of you don't know what to do. And it all starts with, okay, I gotta be aware. And then I only have two choices. Do I accept what I see? Or do I reject it and stay in the cage? So what would be the cage? What would be the things holding you back? I got this from some of my friends that I mastermind with, and... Um, Tim Grover asked in his book, Relentless, he says, can you be reasonably successful by just following directions and staying within lines? No, that's being in the cage. That's what most people do. If we're talking about being your best, if we're talking about high performance, if we're talking about you being unstoppable, you have to learn to put aside everything you've been taught, all the restrictions, all the limitations, all the negativity, and all the doubt, and you've got to get out of the cage. If you stay in the cage long enough, you'll forget the instincts. They're there. They're there right now waiting for you to find the key to the cage so you can finally stop thinking about what you'll do if you ever get out. That is a trap of the most severe kind. So here's what I want you to do. Bring the house lights up for just a second. And I'd like for you to be real. I'd like for you to risk. I would like for you to share to somebody next to you and just a team of two, you may not even know each other, but what's your cage? What's one thing right now that you need to bust free from? What's one thing that you could do differently to break out of that and shoot the moon? You heard Cody when he introduced me. 400 loans funded this year in four years after his first mastery. What is holding anybody back? What's holding you back? What's holding me back? Ready? Have that conversation. Two minutes. Conversation. House lights up all the way, please. What is your cage? What one thing is holding you back? All right. So, so real vulnerability, real vulnerability, and real authenticity would be about you right now coming up here, following me to the cage, getting in the cage with this microphone and going public with one thing that you know if you figured it out it would bust you out. Who's in? It's photo op if nothing else. Go ahead. Come. Okay, what's your name? Sean, <laughs> ha-ha! You've been a phenomenal communicator. Thank you for all your positive wishes, Doug. All right, Doug's with Georgetown Mortgage, right? Yes, sir. Okay, Doug's going to get in the cage. Here's your mic, buddy. Okay, get all the way in before you start talking. Okay.
1: Oh, well. My biggest fear is I can't let go. I can't. I'm, I've built my business by being the one that handled everything and built it up. And if anybody called me, anybody needed anything, I was in. And. You've taught last year, you know, how they may not do it as good as you, but you get two or three people that do it as 80%, and how you can grow and how you can then stand far enough back to coach and teach them. I just still can't let go, I've got a great group that are trying to get me to let go, and... I can't not answer the phone. Jay, my manager, kicks my butt every time we're in a meeting, and my phone rings, and I I just, it's so hard to let go.
0: Okay, let me ask you a question. Um, how long have you been aware of this?
1: Oh, so I've been doing mortgages 16 years, and...
0: <laughs>
1: no, I mean... but. The, my business has really ramped up over the last few years. I get it. And I've really had a problem with it, especially over the last two.
0: Okay, I just ask, ask answer the question I just asked. How long, Doug, have you been feeling in the cage not being able to give up? Two years. Two years. Okay, so I want, I, I'm asking, because this is, I mean, congratulations, first of all, on getting up here and being so vulnerable and being so real, seriously. And, and what I want to do is I want to have you understand that two years is a lifetime. And that if we could go back and figure out what has to happen, you're aware of it, right? Yeah, you've accepted the fact that you are a control freak and that you can't, <laughs> get, no you have, right? Yeah. Yes. So why don't you tell me one action that you could take in the next 30 days, that if you just took that one action, you'd open this door, you'd get out of the cage, and it would take you to this whole new level. What's one thing you could do? Let go. But how would you do that? Give me one action you would do to let go.
1: God, I don't know. I think my business, biggest problem is I have to analyze, organize, write down. Yeah, I, I get all that. That's the problem. Yeah. And, and then once I have it
0: all organized, straightened out, then I'm gonna do it. And I never get to doing it. Okay, so, but, so what would happen, just help me out with this, what would you feel like a year from now if you stopped organizing and started doing and had somebody on your team that did all the organization for you so that all you had to do was go out and sell? What would that feel like to you? crazy. I I don't want crazy.
1: It'd be be amazing. I want you to
0: tell me inside your heart and soul, how would you feel about that? You didn't have to organize anymore. Somebody did that. All you did was go out and sell. What would that feel like? Freedom. Freedom. How important is freedom to you? Huge. Because you're not, you don't have it right now. You know why? Because you're in the cage. I'm going to take the key and I got it right here. What do you want me to do with it? Give it to me. You want me to let you out? Yes. Okay, so what are you gonna do? I'll let you out, I'm but tomorrow, look. if you don't have something figured out by the time you go to bed at night and implemented, you're gonna be right back where? In this cage. Okay, so what are you gonna do?
1: I am going to let go. To how are you gonna, gonna do it? I am going to hand over the organizational items
0: to somebody when? else. When? Now. When is now? Today. Okay, tomorrow morning at 8.14 you're on stage, and you're going to report in. Welcome to your new life. Do it, right? It's easy. I don't have a choice now. Now step on the scale and see. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) All right, who else? Go ahead, come on up, Ryan. Give Ryan a big old round of applause. How you doing, Ryan? I'm doing well. Okay, jump in. How's it feel?
2: I don't like it already. <laughs> <laughs> my okay, name is well, Ryan Lelf. I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm 35. I've been married to my high school sweetheart for 15 years. I have three children under 10. I've been a realtor with Keller Williams for the last year with my wife. A month ago, I got hired by Brian Bomar at Cornerstone Home Lending as a new loan officer. And in my first week of training down in Oklahoma City, I was waking up at 5 AM in the morning with the worst headaches I'd ever gotten in my life. And a week after that, I found out, and I've just been diagnosed with stage four lymphoma cancer that's already in my bone marrow. I wanted to believe with all my heart that I didn't have any fear, because I know how much God loves me. And I made radical changes in my diet and different things, and I'm already seeing some awesome results. But as that unglorious folding song came on tonight, and I began to picture the faces of my three children and my wife. I couldn't help but be overcome by the fact that what if what I do is not enough? And I didn't get to walk my daughter down the aisle 20 years from now. Or I didn't get to coach another basketball game with my son, or even just fulfill this dream of wanting to work with this amazing company and these amazing people and the way they've treated me already. I'm feeling very weak actually tonight and I just, that's what I'm afraid of, that I wouldn't be here a year from now, not because I don't want to be here, but because what I do is not enough.
0: All right, so how would it feel to know that you are enough right now, that you are enough How would it feel for you to know right now that your life is not falling apart, it's falling together? How would it be for you, like right now, to be on the most radical joyride of cancer curing that you could ever go on and know that there's hope at the end? Would you feel like you're feeling right now?
2: I already feel better.
0: (laughs) No, right? And and what I want everybody to know is that this is a very real deal. I didn't know Ryan had cancer. I didn't know Ryan was going to come up here. But I'll tell you right now, there's two people in this front row, my dear friend Shane Reed and my dear friend Lynn Wallace sitting right next to Darren Hardy. We have a friend. Her name is Carolyn Thompson. She was given a death sentence about six months ago with acute stage four um, leukemia. And she literally was on her way out. And six months later, she is in full remission after getting a death sentence in the cage. You know why? Because she refused to accept defeat. She kept her head up and not down. She refused to think her life was over. She gave God the glory. And at the end of the day, she's healed. That's right. (laughs) I received that. Let's do this, right? Right. Look at this. Look at all these people. Who would have thought, right? Who would have thought? thought? Wow. Thank you. No, thank you. You talk about being vulnerable. So, Shane, do me a favor. This is my friend, Shane Reed. He's in one of my uh, mastermind groups. Would you just give everybody your take? I, I need to, this is not, this is so off plan right now. But when I told my mastermind group that Darren leads that I had cancer, Shane, come here please, get up here. I know, you, just get up here, you don't know. I wanna capture this moment. No, it's gonna be on, just get up here, careful of the stage.
3: I guess it's time to be brave.
0: Yep, this is Shane Reed, he's a good friend of mine. Uh, his father started Reed Engineering. Uh, Shane runs that company and when I told my group that I had cancer, Shane pulled me aside and he said something to me that got me in a frame of mind that I didn't ever think I would be in. And do you remember what you said? What would you say? Well, I didn't say it, the Lord said it, but your story is for His glory. And so what, what ended up happening is Shane just pours into me saying, your story means something. Your story is going to teach people. Your story is going to give people hope. You know, and as Ryan said, you know, that he wants that kind of hope. Can you just give a 60? Dude, you're up here. Look at this. This was not, we didn't court. No, we, this all. is all random, right? right? Can you just do um, your thoughts about Carolyn Thompson? Um, yes.
3: And as Darren said at the elite conference, he said, I don't know if I could have done it, and I would agree with that. Carolyn is extremely persistent. Um, She's the most persistent woman I've ever met, dogmatic to the nth degree. And I would say that, uh, Ryan, if there's anything you can take from Carolyn, would be you cannot quit on yourself, you cannot quit on that hope, you can't quit on your daughters or your wife. You gotta rise up every day and know in your heart that there's hope, that there's healing, there's medicine, you're changing your diet, you do whatever it takes, just like Todd did. Todd didn't sit back and mope around and stay in the cage. He got out and he lost weight, he got healthy because he was fighting for his life and that's what you're gonna do. So I know right now that we're gonna see you next year and I'm believing for that and you have to believe that too, okay?
0: Right, right man. Amen, thank you. So if, if, thank you Shane. I know I put you totally on the spot. Do you have anything to add Lynn? No, that was beautiful. So um, tonight is about courage. It's about relentless courage.